book fan, welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, co-founders of U.S. Comics Cast. Charlie. Hmm. Happy Comic Book Day, you son of a bitch. Happy Comic Book Day. How dare you? Happy Comic Book Day to I know you. you. And to everyone listening and watching today, as always, we are brought to you by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please hit that comment section like an abusive Viltrumite father who just ran out of mustache oil, and it's November 1st. John. Word. I feel like the last 12 hours of my life have been... Voltramite whooping worthy are of you, greatness. Are you even okay right now? No. Your level no. of endorphins and fucking happy juice I, just coursing through your fucking veins and your see, poor body? As if my life couldn't get better. We got Christian on the chat live. Christian! From the secret stash. Word. Um, John, the no, when I tell you that that Ghostbuster trailer, getting a, a teaser for a teaser yesterday, uh, to then drop the trailer at like 9 a.m. this morning, it became 2,000 people sending me the link. Here, Here's the thing, my beautiful friends. Um... I know, because I was basically stalking Sony all morning. And I just kept refreshing their YouTube page. I that was that I, was embarrassing how many times I kept on going back and back. I was hitting that shit like I had points in the play. <laughs> yeah, like, like you were oh, you were trying to get the Come on, up. Summer House. There is look at Bougie Baby. Uh we had the, the Bougie Baby. The, the the truth is there's always this knot in my stomach before something I love gets a new chapter sure it's very hard and i despite my personality like especially with entertainment i try to stay positive i try to be optimistic i know it does not fit yeah all right nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah it's a whole new leaf so the, <laughs> i don't the, even know who he is the big thing for me was i'm never gonna hold something to what brought it to the dance that feels a little bit like the rain 1994 the rangers win the stanley cup that's my first real year Paying attention to the playoffs, what and I'm gifted. Oh my I'm God. gifted with a with a shot from my brother. Pretty illegal at the time, because um, I'm so very innocent and young. But also, my first season with the Rangers was the season that they won the cup. The first and last time Charlie has seen them win. But I don't. The Stanley cup. They have another ten years grace period. I just kind of need them to show up and try don't. hard. If anybody from fucking MSG is listening to that comment, don't listen to him because I have many more decades than year? him on the. <laughs> fair Charlie, it was a huge. I don't want this whole thing to be yeah, about yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters, but if anyone could not fucking figure it out, the Ghostbusters teaser trailer dropped to huge acclaim. And like Christian said, it's good. Christian, Christian knows. Christian is a man who has literally chased down Ecto ones. In the street, but then uh, did you? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not mad about that decision either. That was the right thing. Did to you do. grab your your shield, your sword, and your triforce? Because then they're like, oh, by the way, live action Zelda movie. Charlie, today was news <laughs> upon news. What in the upon news? Actual fuck. And regarding that, the two second drop that I have for that is some people bumped into the fact that it was live action. I have the best animated version of it. It's fucking the video game. Like, I can control the movie on the Switch. Well, give me some shit I can't do on my own, which is like... Can I just can I just say this yeah. officially? 
Is it that um, Zelda's the girl? Because everyone knows that. No. All right. Um, it is. If you're out there watching this or listening to this program, and your thought is, oh, we're getting a, a live action Zelda. Ah, but we already have seen. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Not only are you not allowed to watch the Zelda flick, you're no longer allowed to watch this. So bounce. Get out. More is better. More is better. More does more, more does feel better. I just again, maybe we do a crossover. We do Elsa versus Ghostbusters now. <laughs> then after Zelda 2, we do Zelda <laughs> who versus called, Elsa. Who called the big bad Elsa? Yeah. That is dynamite. That is just swell. Uh, of with course, that, Ellis. With that course. being said, man. Well done, pal. Not the biggest news coming out, I think, this week. And no, it's not people saying, like, Marvel's isn't going to make any money because we don't love Brie Larson for some reason because we're also, wrong. Also, can I say something? Any, you're out there and you're sitting back <laughs> saying... I like this version of oh, you. A, um, just kidding. John. Charlie. I think part of the reason there's some Marvel fatigue... Might be because when you turn to the small screen, they just keep giving you gift after gift on fucking Amazon Prime. Two weeks ago, I couldn't, last week, I couldn't help but talk about how good Gen V was. Sure. Which a finale somehow managed, managed to live up to the entire season, which I thought was an impossible thing to do. Gen V was all right. I thought, have you finished it? I did, of but course. Literally when I got to the finish line, I was like, well, there's no way that they like sing. And then they fucking, they, they scored one extra goal in the last This is seconds. not our topic, but truly as Gen V wrapped this this uh, season, um, the singular thought was like, oh, no more? No more daddy like. <laughs> um, I was really really what i really um, love not happy what i love though is you didn't have time to to even shed a single tear because then they said boom that's about to back bitch because invincible season two has launched we're getting half the season now the next few weeks i believe the next four weeks we get or three more weeks now uh we get new episodes of invincible season two yeah. they take a little break they come back in that four more bifurcated like Hey, you like this? Uh, go fucking have some eggnog because we're going to have some more for you in a little bit. I, I don't know if you want to make an official announcement elsewhere, but um, you, you you mentioned a new tenant we added to the rule book of U.S. comics. And part of me thinks it might be because I, nah, just watched, nah, 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 nah. I just watched Invincible do it so well because they managed to, in that first episode, bring every emotion out of me. Now, I love Invincible. I bleed Invincible, right? That omnibus that I borrowed from you is burnt into my mind's eye. With that being said, the cold open of season two, which slight spoiler alert, shows like, well, what if Mark was a little bit more pliable to his dad's plan? And they showed the multiverse where one of the many multiverses where Invincible was like, nah, bitch, we're going to run this joint. It is the fucking most cold-blooded Christian again coming to us from Facebook chat because we are live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, Invincible is... I don't know how the fuck you manage to drop a season one that is genre-defining, and then you come back with season two and you're like, fuck season one see, even. See, I, I just, I, I hate to do this to you so early and just start ticking off the like, yeah, but, uh, but also I, don't I forget. I like the yeah, but. So first and foremost, mostly, um, it's not, it's not like a, a small spoiler to say that that's how the season Fair goes. enough. That I is excited. literally an audible version of episode one uh-huh uh, today from audible 
the, the fucking audio play read by Charles Rivera. But yes, absolutely very All much. All right, you know what? Let's just everyone pretend we went back 10 seconds. <laughs> Spoiler alert in effect for the thing I said before. Is that not how that works? Honestly, um, uh, with, with Invincible, much like with most uh, of this content, um, I read the damn books first. So I'm sitting back like, oh, this is going to be good. I will take umbrage with the uh, idea that this is genre defining. Because really? in, in, my, in my esteemed estimation, I've esteemed it myself. Um, no, I don't think that it's genre defining. I would say it's too early. It's too early. Are they off to a hell of a fucking start? Absolutely. You don't think season one changed the landscape of animated superhero product forever? No. Let me ask you this. Um, All respect to the DC animated product. What What would you say? And for the record, I love Invincible. Love the funny books. Love the animated. Oh, I like when we love disagree. Them, love them, love them. But let me ask you this. Visually, what does Invincible look like? Uh, the cartoon very it almost looks like a cross between the old spider-man cartoon and the superman cartoon okay. from like the 90s respectfully i'll disagree it looks like the daytime version of batman the animated series the way that characters move is very very much like batman the animated series which again is mount rushmore type shit totally so, to me it's a compliment to say this animation style, the way that they depict everything, even the fucking buildings in some cases, to me, I'm like Batman the Anime Series. Now, that being I said... I totally agree with that. Now, that being said, where else is it going to define? The fucking physicality of it, the bloodshed, the boom, bang, pow of it all. And what does that remind you of, if anything? Mortal Kombat. I want you to take it. <laughs> I want you to look to the horizon, the land of the rising sun. That shit has anime written all over oh, that's it. True. So in Japan, they have been doing it in this style. But we know we don't count any origins of things. We completely disregard America. America. <laughs> all right. America. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Well, no, for Charlie me. Charlie is putting on his uh, Star Spangled Draws. For me, I do really feel like uh, Ellis is right again. It was the tick, ultimately, that, that right. served it all. And Ellis is also right. The, 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 um, Kingdom of the planet of the fucking blood. You talk about some shit I wanted, forgot I wanted, and then instantly remembered how bad I wanted it. Can I just say that the the planet of the apes has the only fucking nepotism that I can really get? <laughs> I'm like, well, who's your father? Yo, you got <laughs> my butt. Son. I am with you all day. Chimpanzee John is Talking on board. A, You're like, oh, on Superman on your wrist. Oh, I'm a kill kids. For me, the 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 brilliance <laughs> of Invincible, specifically how they set up. Um, the 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 first episode of season two. Yeah, I like it's a gotcha moment. And but also, but more than that, what I like is it sets beautifully the stage, even beyond the opening scene. It really sets up what I suspect the theme of the season is, which is Mark isn't okay. We have a a, a superhero. We have a a, a a why wouldn't he be okay? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, we're still talking invincible, Christian. Um, the thing about the thing about the character invincible that I find the most appealing 
is that his last name is Grayson. <laughs> it's Grayson. Mark Grayson for the win. He doesn't have the same buttocks as Dick Grayson, but and Charlie he tries. Won. And I I do. Real deep. Um <laughs> the uh the it's thing about like... the <laughs> the thing I love about Invincible as a story, and I think season two is gonna give me a lot of it, is this is not a character who's established and having a fall from grace. Invincible is still very much in a phase of like learning to fly. It's a baby. He's becoming invincible, which one day he may well be, but for now he still he, takes a whooping. He's still wearing yellow. He's when not even you, black and blue yet. When when ignoranuses, not to go off topic, but when morons, when really dumb silly heads. Damn. Um, I'm sorry. I I love what I love. You know I don't like that kind of language. The um, the the bad faith among us when they talk about Superman, like uh, Superman, fucking, he's no fun because he can't get hurt. Invincible's name is Invincible. You fucking morons and he constantly has like a broken tooth and a black eye he heals fast so it's a great reset a la mortal combat rounds but there's invincible bruises like a grape what are they talking about <laughs> he fucking does what i like I mean, him as well <laughs> i don't think there is anything from that first episode everything with robot both in our universe and the alt universe everything with with the the with adam eve the best name in in pundum um every single character fucking rexplode not uh bulletproof <laughs> not bulletproof i thought bulletproof was the best thing you know what's so funny though is that interaction i would watch rexplode and any other character i mean like for half hour chunks for eternity that's because uh, um i forget his name too it eludes yeah, me even the character from the league's name damn it uh eludes me someone can help us out on the comment section. Also, Ellis, our unofficial producer, is the uh, sound better this time? We had a broken mic last time, so someone in the chat can tell me that. John, let me simply ask you this. In a show filled with phenomenal moments, specifically talking about season two, episode one, let's do a slight spoiler. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite little chunklet from this episode, if you even have a specific one? It's okay if you don't. Or it's okay if you don't want to talk about it because maybe well, it's a little bit too you know spoilery. What? Like putting my putting my the the writer's uh, uh, you know hat on. Um, honestly, there are those the quiet moments. Those are the ones that you don't talk about. Oh, did you see this? Did yeah, you see him put through the wall and fucking bent in half and pa 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 pa. Um, <clears throat> the moment when he gets to the house and his mom has company, little Russian. Uh, a little Russian conversation, which I know a little something about. <laughs> um, uh, and and he was kind of a dick. Yeah, he was kind of a dick. He was he was rude to his mom's company, and he he was kind of a chump to his mother. Look, it's not her fault. She's yeah. the, the last one who was at fault. And, Literally, I called a dog. And and so what you know what Mark is going through, his mom is going through ten times. Ten times worse. Yeah. Um. She was fucking basically called a pet. Um. And no, she... literally a pet. She was literally called yeah, a pet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think literally called her like a dog. But, but yes, yes, Fair exactly. Enough. Not to split. I can't hairs. remember which one of us was right, which one was wrong. I get it. Just err on the side of me. You, you'll do better. I refuse. You'll do better I refuse. in the long term. But um. Yeah. Like so. So in that same vein of well, her people, her people. But the truth of the matter is where he was coming from, and Christian. Uh, with all due respect, the beating that he took at the hands of his pops, um, I think is comes up short in terms of the pain from the fear that 
he will turn into his father. And then the fucking show, spoiler, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the show has the ball to be like, oh, yeah, you know that thing that he's afraid of? Yeah, no, it, it happens. It actually is. It a happens fucking, most of the time. Most of the time, that's exactly what happens. So he's right to fear that. And I'm like, oh, shit. Does that mean that there's actually something under the bed right now? And then uh, if I step on a crack, I'll break my mom's back in reality? Yeah. Because you're in trouble, lady, if that's <laughs> um, that, that Those are the type of things where bait and switch that's their fucking their their that's their bread and butter they will bait and switch you till the cows come home you know what i found the comic and of course the uh the adaptation because it is very very faithful charlie is a, like a monster he's like oh it's even better well i i think you can't have I, one I, without the other I, of course and and i but i do think it would be a shame obviously it's a it's a disaster when it's less than when it's only as good as, there is something about my mind filling in the blanks that you have to compete with. So when I read the book and I, I make up the panels in between, like I don't just take it as screenshots in my head. It's kind of But they're all booty shots, bro. That's... Hey, man, Mark Grayson got a nice butt. Just because it's not Dick Grayson quality, you can't all be Nightwing, man. You can't all fuck my man. No, uh, sincerely, what hey, I love... Hey, man. What... <laughs> what I love about the, the animation, even with its simplicity they're able to work in details that make a second viewing so worth it. I didn't realize sure. that scene with his mom and the friend, they are crushing wine. Like they, they pour the glass and it's like to the top. And you know, you don't, no one drinks wine for the first cup, like fucking filler, maybe us, maybe us a couple times. Um, maybe just me alone outside of the fire. Um, Charlie, what is that? That wine glass have a straw in it. Those tiny details, plus the hurt people, hurt people of it all. Yeah. I had a lump in my throat when they did a very quick scene with Mark and his girlfriend. Because with everything going on, and me kind of knowing where the story goes, yeah. there are things to know. Like, there's notable things that probably will happen because the show is so accurate to the books, right? But seeing a moment of like, yeah, we're going to go to comp. Like, knowing that a lot of this hope that these characters have, these animated fictional characters have, that I've already read the adventures of. Soup to nuts. I read the whole fucking story. You read, and the nuts? And the nuts, especially the nuts. What up, Dick Grayson? Um, knowing that they have this moment that most likely won't, uh, most likely won't have an opportunity to actually happen. Knowing the burden of being a hero that's already well, that's, occurring for Mark. That's absolutely the case. Oh, I love it so and, much. I it, love anguish. It runs through the narrative of hero. That's the reason why I think we worship heroes, mm. right? Like true heroes. We worship them not so much even for what they can do, but what they're willing to do for us, right? For the, for the have-nots. They're willing to fucking suffer to protect us even more so than they are willing to punch someone halfway across the globe yeah. or to fucking, you know, throw down on the moon or to go talk to an alien in space and kind of, you know, protect us from an alien invasion. Yeah, that's all well and good. But if I can fly, wear a cape and, well, you don't wear a cape, but you know what I'm saying? Like if I had these abilities, yeah, granted, there's a payoff physically and God knows this character pays the physical price, but also as well as the one common thread of hero storytelling is nothing comes free. 
There's no magic pill you're gonna fucking take. Yeah. You know, look at the Matrix it's of the it cost all. Of the you look at fucking look at Neo's journey. Motherfucker paid and paid and paid and paid. He took to that, the last fucking frame. He took that pill. That pill was not a special power fucking uh you know vitamin. That that pill was an obligation. That pill was a a, a, a bill. Yeah. Like the pill was a bill. Oh shit. And um and and the same exact thing runs through the supernatural the superhero all of those all those genres if you're the hero motherfucker the, that that bill is going to come due they're going to pluck it down on the table in front of you and you can't be like oh i'm just going to run to the bathroom and then hope that it gets paid by the time you get back that never works so now one thing that's super unique not to totally change gears Do one thing that's super unique about uh invincible is that it, it has the benefit of having a lot of characters that are wink and nods to characters from Marvel, DC, Image uh, itself, them. even right, literally all. So there's 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 shorthand to these characters. Now some people have said that Invincible is able the the show and the comic are only able to have such filled worlds, right? When we're dropped in the season one, it's a full sure. world. There's they're just as and there's their story and progress. Very much so. The argument has been made that that's a benefit of only not how... That, that that benefit only comes because you have people who are like Batman. My argument for the new DC when it comes out is I hope James Gunn does in fact throw us in the middle of an established story. Sure. Because if, if the knockoff Batman doesn't need a fucking setup, you know who doesn't need? Bruce sure, doesn't sure. need a setup. Well, like, Martian Manhunter doesn't need a setup. In I my think, opinion, I think we've established that that's very much going to be the case. And and I hope so because I do think Invincible. And I'm curious your take on this. Yeah. Has a huge cast that they're very not afraid to use. Again, adding bulletproof to the team. Right. Um, do you think there has been a better argument than Invincible for like? No, people are smart. People who watch this aren't bumping into like. Who's <laughs> people aren't getting confused about about who's who and and I, what's what? I just want to make sure that I am seeing and hearing this properly because what it sounds like to me, what it looks like to me, is that the kid, the kid, who says, uh, "Yeah, you know that in media res bullshit," I hate it. Arr, don't drop me in the middle of a story. I wants to see the beginning. Is now saying, Invincible, who we are in agreement with, is just the tits yes. in terms of storytelling, is doing exactly that same thing. And also as well as Charlie saying, hey, you know what, Mr. Gunn, I've got a really great suggestion. Do what they're doing. Is that what I'm hearing? No, what I'm saying oh, is... I thought that was what is I was saying. I there, guess I was wrong. Is there... I mean, again, I'm mostly changing the way I'm saying it because it hurt my feelings. <laughs> what um, no, what I'm saying is, has any product proven that more aggressively than this? There, I, I fucking bump into nothing. Yes. Even Christian bringing up again from Facebook, uh, Facebook popping tonight, um, Donald being so casually alive as an audience member... All I did was, oh fuck, he's alive. It it wasn't an oh fuck, it's alive. And the reason I ask that is because Marvel's having this fucking crisis, and DC had it before, where they were just like, if we don't hold everyone's hand for every second of this fucking journey, sure. they'll get lost. And yet you have people on Amazon Prime, who everyone is fucking Amazon. It's not like a nerd audience is the only one watching it. It's heavily being advertised. It's like number two. 
watch. You don't get to number two with just a superhero fucking audience. I'm sorry, you don't. Not everything's fucking Endgame. Endgame was a false narrative because well, a lot of nerds saw it 12 times. Funny enough, number one was Gen V. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should, so, good point. The audience is what they're, it is. They're, they're rotating. Um, yeah, no, it, and, and uh, we, we kind of like joke about it here, but that in media res of it all, to start a story in the middle is not a new concept. Yeah. They were doing that shit back when fucking Plato and Socrates were jotting down, hey, uh, here's a little epic for you. Um, no, it's not new. It's just that, you know, like like Ellis chimed in, Ellis said, hey, I, I like origin stories. And I would say, Ellis, me too, absolutely. Um, but if we have seen it a hundred times in a row, I never need to see... Uh, uh, Peter Parker get bit by the yeah. spider again. I never need to see Uncle Ben go down. However, however, when they do it in the storytelling mode of like, oh, well, Miles Morales living through that story, this is how that mm. variation played out. That's interesting to me. I'm like, okay, show me, show me spider number 42. Show me how that shit all plays out. Show me how Prowler has got to go down so that he's got to become who he's going to become. That's interesting. But the starting the story in the middle was something like Invincible, where not a handful, not most of, literally every fucking character, with the exception of the human characters, to a degree, um, they absolutely are, they're archetypes, guys. Yes. They're archetypes of characters that we as comic book readers and watchers and listeners too are already familiar with. So if, if anything, they, they, what they're doing is they're telling... Uh, a, a more interesting story with the toys that we already had. We own these toys already. And I say fucking more power to you because I know two motherfuckers who are looking to do something very similar. Um, you're telling a Batman story without using Batman. You're telling a Superboy story without using Superboy. That's how you do it. That's how you tell interesting I, variations on the theme. I also think to Ellis's point about Lanky Origins, ultimately Invincible is an origin story. About Invincible. And being able to put a new character in a super fucking interesting world always pays dividends. There's a reason the Watchmen story isn't around, isn't about the old team. It's not about Night Owl 1, because I, I need to already... Let's talk about fucking Night Owl 2's right. return. All you need to know is that they were. Exactly. And, I, and I think both those versions work. What I love about something like Invincible is it's the most fun because it allows the readers and the non-readers to enter this third option, right? Because the retelling isn't necessarily... Sometimes readers. So what's amazing is, is you know, a Christian who's fucking too busy dropping scripts left, right, and sideways and helping run Smodcastle and being such an integral part of J.M. Uh, Silent Bob's secret stash, he brings up a theory like maybe this is all... all maybe this is another world we're peeping our eyes on and sure. this isn't even our mark yet, which I love the fact that I, if we were in person... I could talk about that with Christian for fucking hours, just that theory. Yeah. And that's what I love about these translations. And this is why I said to you a couple of weeks ago, I was super nervous about the Invincible live action film. And now I'm fucking not because that's just another lens, yeah. another revision. I'm so excited for it. I want, as time dwindles down, I want your 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 final thought about the beginning because we are going to come back and once the season wraps, we'll give it a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. we'll meet up. Uh, so it's a long time from now because the eight episodes spread. But I do want to come back. We'll be uh, back in 2024. Exactly. Um, what is your big takeaway or your big thought from the beginning of season two? 
Well, uh, you know, we we had a little bit of this conversation. Uh, um, a it doesn't few count days if we're not getting prior. Do it I mean, then nothing counts. Um, a few days prior, I had spoken to Charlie, and you know, anyone who's familiar with us from day one, um, U.S. comic storytelling. We have a, a Bible that we keep, not just about character names and who they are and kind of what their backgrounds sick. are, which is dynamite. Heard it might be available soon. Um, absolutely. Um, but also as well as we have, uh, we have like, you know, uh, commandments. We're we're gonna do this. We're not gonna do that. Blah 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 blah. Dead is dead. You know, it's so all shit like that. And one of the things I came to the table with, both really only because of kind of exhaustion of it all, I said, Charlie, no multiverse for our storytelling. We're going to tell singular fucking singular story, keep everybody on the same fucking page and not worry about any of the, well, maybe, but what yeah. about this and that, that and the other. Literally, I felt like minutes before I'm like, oh shit, but that. That version is pretty good. That's a pretty dope variation. Um, so so to have a show or storytelling, and grant that I didn't think about it prior because you know I, I read the source material, um, to be proven so immediately wrong, <laughs> so quickly, like in the like I basically had adjusted and and shoved off to the left and got real comfortable, um, and before they were like, yeah, you know what, but what about this dummy? Um, and and I applaud that man. I just just like in my romantic relationships, a little humiliation goes a long way, baby. I don't. Um, I was just instantly like, oh yeah, that that type's okay. I don't want. Let to. Let me hold your purse and we'll walk to the mall. I don't want to discredit my own shit, but I do think accidentally Ellis has stumbled onto. Can we please call the U.S. Comics Bible the King John Bible? <laughs> it's just sacrilegious enough to be adorable to me. No? Uh, my big takeaway is that every single fucking time, I think that we have seen... The, 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 the cool thing Invincible proved to me, more than anything else, season two, was, again, I forgot the multiverse was involved so heavily yeah. in Invincible so early. Um what it proved to me is even when I think I'm like a little bit over something, I'm fucking not. Because good is literally always fucking good. good is Every good. single time fucking, you know, stupid idiot selling prime wins the U.S. title, I can watch AEW and see real wrestlers do real wrestling. And if you disagree with anything that we've said at all ever, well, you're wrong. But more importantly, if you don't think Invincible Season 2 deserves every fucking ounce of attention that it's getting, then you uh, have a lot in common with one goofy, no-neck-having-some-bitch named George Lucas because... George Lucas alive. Because Han Han died first, first, baby. 1800 and Citrus. Good luck. God damn it. Trying to kill me. <laughs> ah, so gross. What the fuck? That was legitimately disgusting. That tasted. Uh, I just like boogers and pain. That tasted like the cold medicine that they took off the market. Like, oh, that cold medicine, eight thousand bottle doesn't that that shit don't do anything. Folks, Ugh. it's called the Han shot because I invented a shot. Well, you need to make a bottle for me. God I don't know damn it. Oh, that tasted like the 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 juice at the bottom of a trash can. Yeah. That's just sitting there. Oh, gross. Uh, 1800's one of our new sponsors. Yeah. So if you could... <laughs> Not anymore. Damn it. Oh, my God.
now that I've ruined oh. your fucking taste buds forever, yeah. and you made me dinner before the show, you oh, take so much this nice. Kid is, <laughs> this kid is just straight up mean to me, folks. Um, Not, uh, not cool. Not cool by you. My bad. Shame on you. I was trying to give you something other than straight 1800. My ears are warm. Yeah, no. I don't know what I did well, to myself. Blood coming out of that one. So, um, that that shot has just kind of put me in the feeling like I want to put on a huge, fucking fleshy, giant inside-out uh, suit. Are we talking about and the turn again? into? No, that's oh, okay. okay. Um, I, I just want to grow to like 50, 60 feet tall and just barefoot step on your head <laughs> and crush you like a little grape. Um. Guys, I'm not just tearing up because of the awful oh. shot that Charlie made me imbibe. Um, guys, Attack on Titan is over. It's over. It's donezo. Or is it? Uh, it is. I speak fluent Japanese. Um, it's done. It's fucking done. Attack on Titan, which, as we all know, or at least we should, uh, began as an award-winning, all-time Mount Rushmore-esque manga series, that's Japanese for fucking comic book, um, was then, uh, so, so, quick, stupid history, um, again, uh, Kodanasha's monthly magazine, uh, Bianasu Shoen Magazine, uh, from September 09 to like April 21, 34 collective volumes. Good job. This is, thank you very much. This was, I hope Mike uh, from Bad Mary is proud of me, <laughs> my pronunciation. Uh, a fucking all time, all time. Uh, Ishiyama, the f God, that's the real kaiju uh, yeah. of storytelling right there. Um, an absolutely, uh, absolutely bomb manga series if you haven't read it. Do yourself a favor, go out, pick it up. Uh, I'm pretty sure um, we can pick it up at uh, Jane's Hide and Bob Secret Stash over in Red Bank. Uh, you can fact check me on that one, Christian. If you guys don't have it in stock, I think I know the gal to get it in. Um, but the adaptation, which absolutely sh fucking any any small corner of the world that was not on its toes for the manga series woke up out of their hibernation yeah. for the they felt the tremble they said oh. <laughs> um they they uh um they absolutely woke up to the reality of this is dope fucking storytelling and um i don't know so charlie let me ask you this and and again this was um uh it was produced the, the season uh 2013 yes right so it was relatively close it wasn't the manga wasn't hanging around uh, very long we feel like oh shit anime yeah. series here we go like, let's i'm gonna go. draw the shit out of that so so charlie real quick before yeah. we do our uh, 100th episode of friends montage when did attack on titan first come into your purview so it was the the right before the cartoon put the soundtrack on for this one. do it Oh, oh, I can't tell which uh, oh, so right, which track's gonna be right before the uh, the cartoon oh, yeah. 
I feel like you're gonna like if I feed a puppy, if I feed it, um, it's gonna make me cry. It's gonna make me very emotional. Oh my god! Um, if if a bird puts a scarf around my neck, I'm uh, no, the the there was a big anime boom right before Attack on Titan kind of premiered. So the book was constantly like put in my face as like. You have to learn to read manga. You to have read to learn how to read. You have to read first. Um, and it was it was like right after my 2013, I was well into my Scott Pilgrim obsession. So it was like a very easy manga to jump into. Yeah. Uh, I didn't though, because I'm a fucking ignoranus. Um, so it took until the cartoon. And when that mania hit, uh, I was on board for that, for that very first season. So I was constantly being bombarded with like, you're missing this amazing thing you stupid idiot. And I was like, yeah. I am a stupid idiot. I will say this, though. I was very proud. I watched the subtitle first season, so I didn't wait till they redubbed it. So. so if anyone... This is a trick. This is a, this is a, this is your way out of the labyrinth um, if you were pre-big-titty gen. Um, I'm when sorry, they, what? When they... They know. Uh, if you're in the labyrinth and like, oh, which one's telling the truth? <laughs> like, the, that, the modern version of that, the, the labyrinth fucking uh, question... It's not which guy's telling the truth and which guy's lying. The question they're gonna ask you is, uh, so is that should I watch the the uh, subtitled anime or should I watch the fucking terrible, terrible <laughs> English voiceover version? Um, I think you get from my demeanor. The proper watch answer the is big watch. Yeah, sorry. Watch the big titted version. Watch the <laughs> watch the original language because that's the one that's acted properly that's the one that had a director that knew the source material and then you know what do your do us all a favor and read a little bit read the fucking subtitles um and uh earn it earn Subs the story forever dubs yes yes, Ellis, yes Ellis yes more lined up with the boys ellis has got his first patch um but yeah so so I am proud of you for for that. Yeah. You were one of the people screaming, like, read this, by the way. I don't want to let the, the moment pass without giving credit one of the most aggressive, read this! And I was like, I'm busy doing 2013 things. <laughs> so in any case, if, if you are living under a rock, and uh, I only learned today that several of my very good friends are indeed living under the rock, because I'm like, hey, did you catch Attack on Titan final uh, finale? Um, I like they were like, better going oh what's attack on titan and i just oh and i just the people don't know I this about you drunk I the podcast anyone who hasn't spent a lot of christian ellis i don't think they know this about you that I'm a you're loser. one of the worst disappointed walkaways mm. honor like it gets cold it starts to drizzle a little bit it's like the end of every yeah, other yeah, rock yeah, people yeah. Your dismissal of people who are yeah. unaware of a thing that you have decided everyone should be aware of. Basically, I, I will hit you with the emotional version of sitting at a bad wedding and be like, taking my, <laughs> my really no open bar. Yes. Um, yeah, but you know what, though? It also affords me the opportunity to do like my man Jesus Your favorite did. thing? So, so I'm like, oh, sit down, my son. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a little story. If life were a musical, if life were a musical, that would be all of your songs. You have all of us be like, "Attack on Titan is a show based on a manga from long ago." <laughs> Why? Why did I all of a sudden turn into Hugh Jackman? Like, because of the fucking mustache and the newsy right. cap. That's right. You look like your newsy too, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that's right. Um, in any case, back to the point. Fucking showman over here. 
Um, one of the biggest concerns, one of the biggest concerns for someone like myself who absolutely loved the source material. Sticking the landing. And um, you know what it is when adaptations happen, it's it's an adaptation. It's not always a one-for-one -one recreation, just an anime. You gave form. me those disappointed eyes just now. The ones I was just telling you about. Yeah, yeah. You were just like, no, that's not no, it. No, I was like, it's not even just the look. It's the look. Yep, done. <laughs> then motherfuckers, no. They know where they, where they stand. <laughs> So you go in the corner and you feel uh, guilt. My bad. Um, you, I, I start if I love source material as much as I want the next flavor, the next variation of it. I love this restaurant. Let me see what other dishes uh, I can order off the menu. Type of stuff. Um, when it comes down, it's plunked down in front of me. I'm like, oh, this better be as good as. I'm not greedy. I'm not one of those going to be like, this is going to be even better. Yeah. Just give me as good as, and I'm going to walk away satiated. I'll tip nice. I'll even have a little cheesecake and coffee on my way out the door. Do you, do you, do you allow, I have like an 80% rule. Like if you give me 80% of what came before you, I'll take it. That's because you are a quintessential list maker. So you need to have like formulas and like, well, if, if 80%, then we can probably get the car up to the proper speed and then shoot through fucking time and space. No, Doc. We can't. Good job selling your family's legacy so you can build some bullshit Coke dealer's car into a pseudo-time machine and then suck your dog into it? Doc Brown is a monster. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, no, I want it as good as or better. So 100% or 110%. That's my math. And yet in the same breath, you're like, but I don't expect too much. You want a 110? No, I... And the, here's the thing, Charlie. I don't think that's too much. I don't think it's too much. If I'm like... You have a blueprint, you dumb fuck. If I say, here, chef, here's the best fucking ingredients ever. Like, if I'm on the Iron Chef, I'm going to be the guy's like, oh... <laughs> Tuna! Like a fucking football because tuna is delicious. Yeah, they, they, they... <laughs> yeah, man. You do that tuna right, you're gonna eat good for weeks. If I'm giving you source material, if I'm giving you source material like Attack on Titan, um, and you're going to adapt it into an anime series, it had better be fucking gorgeous, and you had better stick to the script. And I am here to tell you again, this is spoiler-free, guys. Yeah. Because I realize not everybody at the time of this recording <laughs> will have seen the finale by now. Maybe you Ooh. are waiting for the dubbed version. You're a monster. Um, maybe you've just been a little bit busy. Um, you haven't gotten around to it. Or maybe you are like one of the millions of people that went to watch it on Crunchyroll. Oh, no. Which is a dynamite website, which I'll highly be promoting shortly. That went out to watch the finale on Crunchyroll. And they were like, nope, sorry, motherfucker. The Attack on Titan didn't just crush families and walls and houses and shit like that. Um, it crashed servers. Because Crunchyroll could not handle the Which, traffic to watch this flip. How uh, fucking to watch awesome! This hour and a half long finale, which is how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that's how you do it. You want to you want to pay back someone for their, uh, you know, for their loyalty for sticking with you throughout through almost a hundred 
fucking episodes of storytelling, Charlie. Almost a hundred storytelling episodes. That is massive. That is all time. And I could have gone with even you more. Which they kind of teased a little bit, but we won't talk about yeah, that. No, I actually no uh, no teaser or uh, no rather spoilers. Um, but I will say this. Yes. And this is what was most important. Joke will stream up in the Joker was probably watching that Attack on Titan finale, which is the reason why uh, he says that he's late. Joker, whenever you get here is when the party starts. That's true. So don't worry about that, brother. We always love having you in chat. Always. Um, but that being said, I can say right here, absolutely, um, I can say right here that the thing that I was most concerned with, my only real fear not an inside out giant titan not a fucking uh not a not a new designation of kaiju running around um not an all white fucking odm jacket no 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 (laughs) that my concern was when as is very often the case when something beloved comes to an end people tend to chirp i don't think they really mean it I think they almost can help it. And what they're really complaining about is not necessarily how something that they love, admittedly how they love, uh, that they love, how it ended. They're just hurt because it ended. Interesting. So if something, it's like, you know, if if your high school, if your high school crush that you actually got to say yes to go into the prom with you, uh, says after the problem, uh, you know what I think is best with you if we're just friends. And your heart, like Bitches. five minutes before that, you're like, oh, I love this bitch. Oh, I can see going all the way. Uh, we're just going to be friends. But she got a fat ass, though. That's what we tend to do. When something is taken away from us, we we t- kind of tend to naysay it a little bit. So I will say this. While I loved the way that the, uh, that the manga series uh, ended, my concern was that, like George R. R. Martin is doing, if he ever finishes the the, the initial Game of Thrones, kills everybody. Um, no, but he was saying like, oh well, they didn't like it on the show. We're gonna end it differently. The book. Oh, I was afraid yeah. that they were gonna do a reverse and say, well, and not everybody. We didn't get a hundred percent love. Well, because of the, the ending, the, the manga had some controversy. Well, yeah, but not yes, controversy. Is that not, that's not the right word? Not really. Had it, some people that didn't like it. People, some people <laughs> had something to say. Why didn't try to elevate it? I'm not sure. There were some people that burnt down their house. But of it. things were universally glowing up until that point. Really, in my opinion, I was afraid that they were going to succumb to the pressure. And and modify yeah. the anime ending, but it's I'm the, here to it's tell the you easier road. Of course it is. It's the chump road. It's the coward's it's way. It's the coward's way. It's the coward's path. I'm here to tell you this is the only real, only real thing that could really be um, classified as a spoiler. They didn't do it. They said, "Oh, word. Oh, really? Tough, tough shit. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't like it. Tough shit. Fuck yourself. Oh, you didn't like it." Here's an animated version of it. Matter of fact, a little fucking bit longer. And I was so proud. I was so proud at that moment. Not just that I had the the good taste to be into something that was universally beloved. Like, I don't like typically being part of the crowd. Matter of fact, I get a little suspicious. Like, mm, one too many people like this. If a dummy is like, oh, I like that. Then I'm like, mm, then I don't. <laughs> Then I, there must be, I must have made mistaken. Luckily with um, Attack on Titan, you could be like, is it just the uniforms? Because it's usually just the I'm uniforms. I'm like, is it because the ODM was in Fortnite? Is that why? 
Um, That's why I almost stopped awful. liking it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ODMs and Fortnite so, stuck my oh ass. Oh my god, I'm so wait wait till those fucking come back. Um Ooh, that's a little bit of a challenge. Oh, Were you into that? Ellis is asking about uh, Evangelion. That's um, that's actually a, a little bit of a deep dive, Ellis. It's a great question. Matter of fact, I wanted to We have to bring Ellis on for like an anime only. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, so Ellis could probably talk about Crunchyroll even better than I can. They're so delicious. I'm going to... It's uh, a service. I'm going to talk about them a little bit. Actually, now I'll I'll, I'll elevate it. Um, I think we made our point on a, uh, Attack on Titan. I mean, I don't think I said anything, but I have an enthusiastic smile. Well, no, I asked you how you came across it, but I'm going to ask you about the finale. <laughs> um, so so Crunchyroll literally takes like every fucking anime that there is and, and puts it at your fingertips for a very low monthly, which you know they deserve. They deserve a couple shekels. Um, but you know, Ellis, and I'm sure you would agree. The the thing about anime is we use the restaurant uh, analogy before. Anime is like the biggest fucking restaurant that there ever yeah. has been yeah. or will be. It is the IKEA of restaurants. But um, and they have like everything. You know what it really is? It's what was uh, what was teased on Loki. It's the automat. Yeah. Like one fucking one row of pies. You slip a nickel in. Oh, give me a pie. Oh, you wanna you wanna fucking roast beef sandwich? Give me a nickel. Here, here you go. But uh yeah, so I'm I'll throw it right back to you, Charlie. What were what was your reaction? And I I realized that you haven't imbibed all of it. Um, but certainly you saw the beginning. How did the end hit you? So I started a rewatch of all of it not too long ago. Okay. So the the first season I, I thought I was going to be ready for this new season to watch it straight through. So I think over the last six months, I've watched three seasons and oh. five seasons total, I think. Um, so I'm I'm deep in the third season, but I rewatched seasons is so such a poor yeah, it's such a it's chapter. So many episodes. With that being said, I I specifically made time to rewatch episode one okay. before I watched the finale because I kind of love bookends. Sure. First and first, mostly the, the fact that it's even more beautiful now than it was when they started this journey makes sense, but also was surprising to me because sometimes mm. shit loses budget. Um, the finale made me cry, but also my read of that first episode, I suspect, is different than some of the naysayers, and it all boils down to this. And this isn't a spoiler. What naysayers? This, there's a lot of people that were like, "Fuck the finale!" Yeah, I can't oh, cross the finale. Them. The finale. finale. I thought you were talking about the the. But even the but first, but their dislike of the finale comes from I think their misunderstanding, and it's in the very first episode. There's a very important line that that these these people want to be like birds. They want to fly free from this fucking gilded cage they put themselves in. Well, m most more than anyone else, Aaron. Again, I, I wasn't sure how much detail you wanted to give out. But... Basically, Aaron is... Well, no detail. Aaron yeah. is basically fucking Jenny from Forrest Gump. I thought you going to say from the block. He wishes he was a bird so he can fly far, far away. But now here's the thing, though. I always read Aaron. Fuck you for no selling that. <laughs> Sorry. Forrest Gump is not something that works with the conversation you almost, every minute. You almost killed me before. I, I need to maintain some sense of like maturity. <laughs> um, Aaron has always been a dog to me. He's a dog off the leash at times, okay. but he is a dog. And and everything good that comes with that, loyalty, companionship, uh, defense, comes with the negatives. A fucking dog ain't a bird. So the finale for me has always fit my read of Aaron perfectly. Um, so I was so satiated because it felt like the finale was like, you were right, Charlie. And that to me is one of the greatest feelings on earth. 
a bunch of other people, the finale comes like, but it's not a bird at all. But he knew it was a fucking bird. He wanted to be a bird. That's not the same shit. So I sometimes am very taken away, or I'm taken aback sometimes when I have such a different fucking experience than everyone else. Because I like reading criticism. Sometimes just to be like, am I watching this to two rose-colored we, We've established lenses. that you like being irritated. You're like, let oh, me... Oh, why don't you turn on some sports radio, mm, bitch? Let me, let me, uh, what can I watch or read right now that's gonna grind my gears? Oh, I know. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> Jenny's his, his cinema's most heinous monster. Yeah, yeah, she's awful. Agreed. She is awful. She's awful. Um, but yeah, no, I, I truly... Red Pirate Robert should have fucking left her where she was laying. The, the visual, the, the last 10 minutes alone... There was, that was your payoff? Make the series. It's okay. gorgeous. I got literally emotional. Um, and what's really great is I feel like the last 15 minutes mm-hmm. give you every flavor. It was like the Neapolitan of emotions. It gave you every single flavor. I was fucking furious... I was sad, I was happy, I was glad, I was so, grateful. So I think that finale is a masterwork. Shipping them from literally the first episode um, is something that was never really lost, right? They, they weren't mm. Ross and Rachel. This was not like a will they, won't they, this was an on again, off again. This was two fucking characters who were going through the shit. They were going through it. Um... Joker, um, Joker, man, they 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 took this to the they took it to the limit, man. They took it to the fucking final final. Uh, they were like that last runner that just finished the New York Marathon yeah. five minutes ago. Huh. Um, they they took it down, and what was interesting, and what Charlie is alluding to, is that kind of like secretly on the down low. They ended it exactly where it began because life is a loop, mm-hmm. life is a circle. I don't know how deep of a dive you had done with it prior, or if they touched on it on the seasons that you uh, caught up on, you know, rewatched. But the actual beginning of all this, like when there were kings and shit like yeah. that, that's that's li- literally what is alluded to, yep. uh, to the point where it's a little bit of a wink and a nod to the audience, thinking like, again though, yeah. Um, but I'm here to tell you, no, run it back. They will not. They they just won't. Now that's not to say that it, the. I think the, it was an emotional if this, marker if story, more than if the a story literal. progresses past where the st- the last time we see what happens because mm-hmm. you know just because the camera's off that doesn't mean that like oh well all those characters wink out of existence maybe there is another chapter of that story but no no I don't think that we're gonna be getting it at least anytime soon. So so about that yeah. I think it comes down to desire. I think what's great is they have such a fleshed out world. Mm. that you have from the moment that the first part of the last scene, right? Because the last scene is pretty fucking long. Um, There's a huge time period that I think you could tell a story anywhere in there, if so inclined. The world very much. There were blocks. There were like months and and fucking... And then the other thing is also... They kind of did that cool thing where they were like, and in 5,000 years, here's what's going on. On the the large... like So we're talking about like a very microscopic storytelling, Mm -hmm. but on the larger, on the larger scope, Humans are humans. Yeah. Right? Like the best part humans about... Humans are good at human. Humans just humaning all over the place. And sometimes you can watch them do it through the window. Sometimes you're Ohio. Sometimes you're everywhere else. So, so, um, the the bigger story is humans are the monsters. Right? You can have giants, fucking uh, yeah. five-story flesh shoots on, um, but the, the, the monsters are the ones zipping through the air and the ODM equipment because... 
after all everything that happens after everything that will continue to happen and whatever the fucking supernatural of it all parasites and fucking magic beans and all kinds of shit like that fucking humans will still clash with humans that should be the day after 9-11 when everybody had american flags up and down every road you drove that should have been a worldwide feeling after this fucking titan uh uh this titan scourge uh finally wrapped up but it wasn't they still was still humans people fighting fucking people only the cows and the fucking birds and the you know trees didn't give a fuck like look they're, they're a mess and and that is the universal truth. Like, yeah, that's what is. That's the real shit that comes out. And if hey, if you even spend five seconds watching the news nowadays, you will see. Oh shit! That's we are an aggressive, fucking self-hating species. And if you t- tell me a narrative, almost like the the first Matrix that didn't work. Like, yeah, we tried to make a perfect matrix and there was no disease and there was no war and there was no fucking famine and uh, humans rejected it. Like, nope, this is some bullshit. Yeah. That's the truest shit that matrix ever. It's like me in a relationship. That- I got real <laughs> sus. If your last name isn't Grayson, Charlie is not <laughs> in it for the long term. True. But yeah, final thought. Um, ju- I-, I think obviously uh, Joker again hit the fucking nail on the head. Humans are humans until magically they are mutants like Miss Marvel in the MCU. Damn straight. <laughs> they will do their very best to fix their costumes because sometimes they're just dumb as shit. Um, love the manga, love the anime, love the finale. Also, as well as I love Crunchyroll. Unsolicited. God bless uh, Crunchyroll. Unsolicited. Fucking Crunchyroll has made all of this amazing content available to us at our fucking fingertips. Uh, And I will say this. This is like my final, final thought. Um, There's a reason why there's frankly no need for the continued adventures Mm. of Attack on Titan because the next Attack on Titan is already out there. There is a fucking bomb manga series dominating the charts and people's attention and imagination over in uh, a land of the rising sun, Japan. And that is Kaiju, uh, Kaiju number eight. It's called, it's an amazing manga series. I think they're already adapting that. They're adapting it as we speak. You can expect to see the, uh, um, Kaiju number eight fucking anime series mid 2024 fuck yeah i don't have to read again so that yeah fuck reading the next attack on (laughs) titan is already on the way and i can tell you from my personal experience dynamite dynamite just write the book forward Stop uh, making me read backwards. Mm-mm-mm. That's what I bump into. That's some good shit. <laughs> what I love, Keep your eyes peep. what I love about this shit is you're about six months away from manga being so important to you. You're like, I'm gonna learn how to read Japanese just to read these fucking books six weeks earlier. Like they print them in English super fast. Listen, pronunciation matters. It's true. <coughs> what else matters? What? Paying some fucking bills, John. Or Uh... Normally, I do that thing where I'm like, ah, brands are stupid, but you guys get the drill. Yeah. We're not going to send you down a road that's not worthwhile. We're not just talking about random brands. Uh, Crunchyroll deserves the shout-out. We're going to give them the shout-out. Uh, but today, we're once again brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands, that, of course, is Bad Mary. You heard them during the intro. You're going to hear them again at the end of the show. If you're wondering where else you can catch their act, you can follow them over at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them 
over at patreon.com forward slash bad mary band you can save the data at badmary.com for merch and upcoming performances but john everyone knows it but i'll say it again my absolute favorite part is their entire discography is available across all music streaming services so you should buy their shit but also you can just kind of listen to their tunage anywhere and also check them out live they fucking put on Fuck an yes. amazing live show uh it does beg the question where we drop it with sergeant finesse you can find him currently gaming almost exclusively on kick.com right now um though he is getting in a few games here and there still on facebook why i'm not sure uh facebook gaming is what it is um he's playing actually a lot of he's playing the new wow uh the new wow expansion or rather the new wow uh playable downloadable fucking whatever but there's a new there's several expansions coming out in the near future so he's he's a wow head again still playing a fuckload of, of new world He's playing a lot of the uh, of the new Call of Duty fucking expansion. Uh, I can't even keep up. Um, Sarge though, he's a he's a day one fucking supporter. Uh, taught us a lot about what we're doing here. So check out the Sarge also as well as if you're into some heavy shooting, running and gunning Fortnite action, follow the King, fucking Joker's underscore stream underscore over on Twitch. Joker, if you're still here, yeah, I want you. Ah, oh, God damn it. All right, so the next time that we come on, um, we're going to have Joker's um, creator code. Oh, fuck um, yeah. That I, anyone who even spends a little bit of time fucking around on Fortnite, Joker does it better than anybody else. He laughs at our no-build mode. Um, he is just a master. He's, That's because he's fucking scared. He's, he's not here. You're a fucking coward, Joker. Strip. You're afraid of my skills, bitch. Uh, Charlie's talking shit up and down the halls of Arkham. Knowing that those fucking doors, yeah, right. The hall. I'm outside the fucking fence. Um, looks like you live where Dracula lives. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's fucking outstanding. We're gonna get that creator code. Fucking follow him. Check him out on Twitch. Throw his creator code in your little inbox on your gaming devices. Uh, do the right thing. He always does the right thing by us. Uh, fucking dynamite, dynamite streamer. Um, and also Crunchyroll. Did I mention Crunchyroll? Because Crunchyroll, dynamite fucking, the only, only source to checking out the anime in its pure, unadulterated format. Japanese. It also gets fucking weird. Just throw out a keyword. I threw in volleyball once, and I'm like, this show fucking They're rips. Like this. Here yeah, it is. Volleyball ninjas from space. Uh, John, it's also, uh, it's a little sacrilegious to talk Christmas prior to Turkey Day, but I'm going to fucking do it because it's for a good cause. John, do you hate children? Depends like needy, children. cute children. No. They got a little bit of soot on their face. Uh, tis the season to give back, but I know how difficult that can sometimes be. So I, once again, am leading the charge for your Long Island Ghostbusters, and we're doing a Toys for Tots fundraiser. It's going incredibly well, but here's the catch. You donate 10 bucks. I'm going to send you a random patch that I or Ellis designed, and they're absolutely fucking incredible. For that $10... The patch should be enough, but no, no. I'm going to do even fucking more than that. I'm going to give one lucky person the HasLab Proton Pack and Wand. You can't get it fucking anywhere. Oof. Constantly selling for between eight dollars and $1,500 on eBay as we speak. But John, the brand new HasLab that's up right now, two in the box, a Ghostbusters Ghost Trap and a PKE meter. Mm. Everything at retail worth about $1,000. When all is said and done, it's going to be worth significantly more by the time that it goes out to you. But if you donate at least $10... Get the patch no matter what, and you're entered into our raffle. You can get all of the details on the Long Island Ghostbusters Instagram, which is at L I 
Ghostbusters can't be more simple uh, than that. 100%. The cost of the pack, the cost of the wand, the course, the, the cost of the PKE and the trap completely being absorbed. So one to one. You give us a dollar, that dollar's going to go buy a kid a fucking toy for the holidays. And how can anything be better than that? Well, maybe there's one thing. John, can you go ahead and hit that elevator button for me? Oh, you done fucked up today because the stairs are closed and there's only one elevator, Mr. Producer, man. So I hope you don't mind if I ride this elevator up with you. The good news is I security. know... Security! <laughs> nah, nah, I am security, bro. I work here. I really uh, I really figured this out. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Hasbro crushing it. I heard they're involved in a very cool Toys for Tots donation drive. Uh, you can check that out, LI Ghostbusters. Yeah, on it's a new partnership we're working on. Social media. But I also know that you guys love... What's that stuff? The green stuff? I have a little bit of it. I want to add more to it. Kryptonite. You guys love money. Oh, oh, oh. And sometimes very much love kryptonite there is one product that you just sell so much of you have a his tank that's being shipped out right now you got a helicopter coming next year if the names lady j and duke put a little bit of blood to your no-no parts then you know i'm they talking do, do. about your real american heroes i'm of course talking about gi uh and cobra the enemy i have a gi joe pitch for you before you fuck up and you, are you mad that I'm using the newer logo? Hold on a second. Oh, God. Hold hold on a What's second. What's happening? What's the matter? Young man, I don't want to cut into your time as we <laughs> rise to the penthouse. Oh, it's fine. The elevator hasn't opened yet. Are you telling me? Uh-huh. My executive Hasbro offices. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. That you are candy ass. <laughs> even though some people have to question it, younger than me. Second hand me down G.I. Joe toy having motherfucker motherfucker are about to pitch me <laughs> the OG a G.I. Joe project? Kind of. Charlie, do you fucking know how <laughs> OG I am, son? You're very OG. But I had the first I had the first wave of three and three quarter figures, sir. I had the whale. I had the fang. Motherfucker, I am a card carrying member of the. I can't show it. Of the fucking clan, son. Of the clan. Of the clan. Not that clan. The Aragashi clan, oh, yes. No. Are you telling me the tattoo having this motherfucker that you're going to pick not believe me? A fucking G.I. Joe? Sorry, right Yeah, I really am. All right, I'm ready. Let's get it. Oh, I love that so much. But John, <laughs> here's the thing. I know you, Mr. Uh, producer man. <laughs> no, you will not wipe it off on me. Oh, no. Amazing. Um, here's the thing about G.I. Joe, and here's why I think they fucked up. They have had two live-action G.I. Joe movies. Yeah, trash. They have had a, a spin-off attempt with, mm -hmm. uh, with Snake Eyes. Yeah, no, garbage. Now, here's what I think the problem is, and here's the central crux of my pitch. What we need to do is we need to focus on a few characters in a wider world. We were talking, I'm not sure if you ever listened to US Comics Cast, one of the best podcasts. Um, they were talking about big wide universes that are relatively already established. 
and us getting kind of introduced by way of a relatively fresh uh, a character, right? So we're not only doing a G.I. Joe movie, we're centering it around motherfucking Chuckles. Chuckles! Welcome Ooh. to the world of G.I. Joe, if we can get the clearance, Impossible Missions, because there's going to be some winks and nods to the franchise you might not know. That's probably not the name, but we'll we'll come up with something <laughs> That's cute. That's a working um, title. G.I. Joe Covert Missions is the is the title I actually suggest. I was just trying to pop you with the impossible uh, missions. Now, here's the thing. I reached out and I got some talent involved because I know you like it. But also, I know you like big games and not huge budgets. So we're not going to fill this with A-listers like last time. We're not even calling The Rock back because this is going to be a very clearly... Well, he's... Yeah, he's a little bit over it. But do you know former uh, WWE superstar, world champion, intercontinental champion, Dolph Ziggler, who oh, they foolishly got rid of? The guy looks like a million bucks. He has agreed to chop that fucking hair off, and we got him starring as <laughs> Chuckles. Uh, he has signed a 15-picture deal, so we got him for however long that we need him. As a, sorry, sir. Didn't mean to, to spittle on you. Being hydrated over here. So now our movie opens up. We're doing lots of big set pieces, but most importantly, John, what we're really going to invest in is that toy line. We want to get you some toy money. So even though we're not going to have 50 characters from the movie, we're going to have some bats, Arctic and regular. Snow Job shows up. Duke shows up. Chuckles, obviously, is key. Cover Girl is a key character. Uh, we're going to see Destro. We're going to see Zartan. We're going to see his sister and brother, uh, Zorana. And I forget the dude's name. Um, what's really great about this, though, is it allows us to have a little bit of Jason Bourne, a little bit of Mission Impossibles, a little bit of the newer Bond films, right? So we open up a big fucking Arctic set, set piece. We see a fucking Trouble Bubble with Destro. You can kind of see him if you wink. Trouble Bubble's a terrible... Trouble Bubble flies out. Don't worry, we're not I mean, going to do too Terrible war machine. And, Dynamite toy. And we fucking get uh, the fucking Arctic bats. The fucking robots are in this fucking movie. So right out of the gate, you're like, what's going on here? And what do we see? We, of course, see like a red laser. Is it the laser guns? No. Just like you always said in your pitches to me when Tracers. you were just my brother. Tracer rounds going off and fucking missing because it's G.I. Joe. Oh, boom, we see Snowjob in all his fucking ridiculous glory. The big fluffy fucking hat. Then we see Covergirl in her Arctic gear. And then, of course, we see Chuckles, who even in under his jacket still has a fucking Hawaiian Gosh, friend dude, come on. shirt for some reason. And we get this Magnum P.I. does I, not take his fucking Again, I want you to have fucking like full, full fun with this. We're having shit blow up and this, that, and a third. Arctic bats go fucking flying by. But they're relatively fucking fodder. They're cannon fodder. They're like the Ninja Turtle, uh, you know, um, fucking uh, Foot Clan. They're just exploding <laughs> they're, left and right. They're there to fucking be dispensed. So from there, we get a great scene. It's made very clear that Chuckles and Cover Girl are an item. They're fucking super in love. We get, get introduced. Love's a funny guy. We get introduced to the wider, and we're gonna let good old good old Dolph, uh, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, we're gonna let Chuckles. Almost be like Ryan Reynolds -y. Um, not quite all the way to 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 Deadpool. Um, but his action sequences, Ellis helping me out. There was a very small window in the toy line where there were no Snake Eyes toys on the market. Two years. There was no no new Snake sure. Eyes toys. During those two years, the only time you can get a chuckle action figure. Mm -hmm. They're both blonde, they've both been seen in Hawaiian shirts. So you can allude to maybe he's Snake Eyes if you want to fan fiction it, uh, but no. Ellis, he's he's not Chuckles. Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes shows up in the movie. Um, 
but we get this, and again, that's the vibe we're going. We're doing like high it. fucking so far, action. So we're doing lots of practical shit. Keep that budget down, but we're blowing up fucking old buildings. And this film is going to take us from this beautiful fucking, you know, snowy tundra. We're going to be China, Africa, Berlin. We're going to have like a real fucking sense of the world. And that's where we're going to see a lot of our kind of other Joes very quickly. Just enough sure. to hopefully whet your appetite Cameo. for more to come. The center kind of gimmick of this film is Chuckles has to go undercover with Cope because they have stolen technology from Berlin that will allow their bats Cobra to be that. basically fully autonomous. This version of bats that we're first introduced to, and they're kind of the fodder of our film, you know, we might want to do a PG-13. They are ultimately kind of stupid. They're fucking droids, but it's not like fucking, they're Ed 209, and we're trying to get fucking Johnny Fives, you know what I mean? We want them to have some uh, autonomy, a will to fucking live. And of course, in our third act, that's what fucking happens. Chuckles uh, ultimately kind of fails his mission. Where this really fucking gets fun, at least for me, is Chuckles goes fucking undercover, and one of the big bads in this fucking film is going to be Storm Shadow. Whose Storm Shadow is just the baddest of badasses. And there's this new fucking, there's this new Crimson Guard played by Chuckles, who like can kind of fucking go, bro? Other than Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, yo, Chuckles don't fuck around. He's a bad fucking ass. So Storm well, by the by definition, really all of the GI Joes. Exactly right. Fine. Which we kind of can even have that conversation with CoverGirl. And also, I want to make it very clear: CoverGirl features a lot in this film, and it's fucking awesome. She is as beautiful as she is a fucking badass. At one point, we have her fucking rocking with dusters, and she's just fucking people up like some Cobra fucking guys or whatever. So the whole Cobra fucking guys. The whole gimmick is Chuckles winds up getting his hands on this fucking uh, the device that'll allow lots of fuckings coming your way. Gets his hands on the device mm -hmm. that kind of functions as our gadget of the film. Mm -hmm. Except he almost did too good of a job. So now Destro's like, a fucking roll with me. These are these are my, you're the fucking best. You're gonna rock with me. You're gonna be my number two, basically. You're my number two fodder. Okay. He's like, fuck. There's no way to like destroy he, this. So he 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 um he he gets him to Cobra as what? As a as a officer? As a as a he, So one thing Chuckles does, kind of very borrowed a... from uh, Mission Impossible, he winds up taking out a Crimson Guard. In Josh. early in the film, he pulls an Andy Joe. Takes there, he has one of those masks that allow him to fucking look like anybody. Oh, so he finds someone like his height, about his skin color, um, and he like almost pulls a Zartan, oh. like right, and he does a really fucking good job. It's kind of his thing. He's the undercover guy in GI Joe, made very clear by Cover Girl, who kind of also does the same thing, but she's the lady version. In the film, though, again, he kind of becomes the number two, so he's letting CoverGirl get away, and the plan was for her to take the fucking disc, because they don't want to destroy yeah. it. But he did too good of a job. We get another scene, he kind of sneaks away. We're getting into our fucking third act shenanigans. We're going to get a little sexy CoverGirl. He's all fucking beat up and shit. And CoverGirl, like, you know, he takes off the shirt, shows off the abs. We want to get the, 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 girls, the girls screaming. Maybe he has working out that booty like a Grayson butt. And she puts her arm around him and we establish in that very first arctic scene he gets injured mm -hmm. he winds up taking a shot to like the rib cage has a nasty fucking scar there's no scar this whole fucking movie from the opening scene chuckles was replaced it's zartan oh zartan kills cover girl oh snap 
The Joes think Chuckles has turned. Okay. They send Snake Eyes after Chuckles, who's Zartan. Okay. Arctic backs are fucking. Where Arctic. is Chuckles? Great is question. Part of the... He is being held in the fucking Cobra Island. He is being straight up. He's tied to a fucking chair, getting his ass whooped, uh-huh. like fucking uh, our our boy James Bond in the remakes. They are just trying to get information. He has a knocked tooth out. They fucking, the, the most gut-wrenching part of this fucking movie, because I want some emotion, they show him dead cover girl. They're like, we fucking killed your bitch, bro. She's fucking dead. That's where fucking Chuckles kind of re-enters the movie, kind of for the first time since that first scene. He does some cool fucking Chuckles shit. Her uh, dusters were like taken with her fucking corpse in her bag. Uh-huh. He gets his hands on that. They wind up being important. They only really fit on three fingers they're like you know because they're fucking built for her dainty little hands so he's rocking three finger dusters which aren't great for your pinkies but he fucking goes on this goddamn warpath winds up trying to blow up the fucking computer but the bats have already been activated Mm. all is relatively fucking lost storm shadow and chuckles are fucking go out all of a sudden boom 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 there's like a fucking gunshot storm storm shadow looks up fucking snake eyes is on the scene snake eyes fucking lands Draws his fucking sword. Storm Shadow pimps off. Chuckles is like, ha! Fucking Snake Eyes kills Chuckles. Real Chuckles is our Real Chuckles. Huh. Turning the corner is fake Chuckles. Snake Eyes like, I fucked up! (laughs) Fucking sets Cobra Island to explode. We end on a fucking complete goddamn downer ending. Huh. But with fucking the team now fully assembled, ready to go, and we hit them with that fucking sequel bait. So our first fucking G.I. Joe movie, action-packed, fantastic as fuck, but what we really established with this, we all fell in love with Zartan, and Zartan also played by good old Dolph Ziggler. So we get that character, Chuckles almost be used to taunt the Joes, because that's Zartan's new favorite form. We're going fucking dark, bro. No one's going to fucking see it coming. We're going to sell some toys. We're going to finally do what G.I. Joe the animated movie tried to with Duke without sacrificing Duke. I fucking think it is unexpected. I think it's awesome. And I think it clears the way for the most famous shows, Lady J, Snake It gives Snake Eyes a redemptive story that doesn't involve being a white guy with a bunch of Japanese fucking guys. Clears the way for Lady J. Clears the way for Duke. Roadblock. Question. Answer. Why would Zartan maintain the Chuckles to torment persona? to torment Snake Eyes instead of getting right to the Snake Eyes Storm Shadow of it? We're mm. gonna set for the series Zartan uh, Snake Eyes as their main foes because canonically, other than Storm Shadow in the Cobras, Zartan's the best combatant. Well, the thing about Zartan is that he's not he's not really Cobra. Yeah, well, that's that's even more fun because that allows us to avoid the kind of trajectory of what's come before. I think there's a, a bad taste in people's mouth still from those last couple movies. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I think some people are going to be like, they can't believe they fucking killed Chuckles. But I think by maintaining the actor, we're kind of using Dolph for, for Zartan, really. Like a, yeah, sm- yeah, yeah. a you know a smarmy fuck face with some cool paint on his tattoos. And we're going full Zartan. He's going to have blue skin and shit. I don't... Okay. So here's my note, and this you're is, allowed to absolutely give it. This is Nemesis Enforcer is Elif. Good point. Is in fact the best Cobra cons, uh, combat. Uh, He'll come uh, in later. 
Uh, this is check dependent. I can't let you kill two Joes. What if we... Can't let you go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got the checkbook. <laughs> awesome. I've got the training. That's my bad. Put away uh, your sword. Don't make, don't make me fucking uh, one punch kill you. Um, you can't kill Cover Girl. Okay. I, I will let you kill Chuckles. Now, obviously, anyone who's in the know knows that Chuckles actually kills Cobra Commander. Correct. In the in the in the you know, in if you're going to be looking at cannon, <laughs> the, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I'm willing to sacrifice that. I have a compromise. Hold on. Yeah. What if Cover Girl's cover is blown? Oh. And um he has to basically drop his cover in order to prevent them from torturing her. Or Is that two damsel in distress? Well, it's better than fridging her. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, we're killing her. Can we invert it? Motivating. Well, can real Chuckles give himself away and we do like a flashback? We just invert that. What do you mean? Where to save... To save Chuckles... Covergirl sacrifices herself? No. Covergirl no, is far I want... more important in the ongoing, of which course. is exactly what we're kind of looking for. Um, also well, I'm saying well his as... cover gets blown, and then Covergirl has to fucking like give away her disguise in an attempt to save him. That doesn't work. Oh yeah, that's and fine. she thinks she succeeds because sure, Vartan sure. takes a spot. Well, well, here's the thing. That's the other aspect of it that I that I that I want to clarify is again zartan is not really cobra the dreadnoughts are not really he's just trying cobra. to get paid for this fucking they're damages. just utilizing it so that all being said what if the way that chuckles is really able to uh to infiltrate cobra is the fact that in a prior the prior mini adventure they fucking get a hold of zartan's fucking little um tech bag like how he's able to make again the mission impossible at a level masks now falls into gi joe that could be our opening act that could be our opening act and then now zartan you have given motivations like that's the guy i'm gonna mess you up man um so that's gonna reintroduce zartan into the cobra of it all love it um but I, i will only let you kill chuckles ultimately um, we're going to let, uh, we're going to let Cover Girl, um, we're going to let Cover Girl survive it all. But um, if you're willing to acquiesce just a tiny little bit, I think, um, as the Arakashi would tell you, <laughs> you got a deal, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm in. We I'm all know I'm in the movie. I'm historically willing to sell out at the even hint yeah. of financial Charlie, Charlie game. comes cheap unexpected i think it was way different than what you maybe thought a gi joe pitch for me would be but do you agree as my final thought on my pitch because you bought it already no backsies do you not think that introducing everything without giving all of it away right away i think it might be the best way to reboot the brand just to be clear for not just myself my and my other ninja assassin fucking viewers there i think ultimately what you're saying is um Charlie really loves in media res. If you can tie a story in the middle of the story, Charlie's gonna be a happy, happy boy. That's what I'm hearing. 
You were here correctly. Woo! Charlie! Why do you take this opportunity to tell the nerds and geeks and comic book freaks how we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast, would you? I don't mind if I do, because first you gotta turn the power on, then you gotta turn the volume up, then you gotta tune, Bad Marion, open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky, say it in most pain, guys. We are...